And I'm glad I'm here because it's been one wild week since we were all packed in here. We had about uh, 200 people in here for Christmas Eve service. Were you here? Wasn't that a great service? Just being able to be God. It's just something about Christmas Eve services that are like, oh yeah, this is this is the way life's supposed to be. Family, warmth, Christ-centered, all those kinds of things. So, I uh, I don't know what happened this last week. If you don't know, my family moved. Have you ever moved? Have you ever moved where you have to do it all in just a few days? Box stuff up, get out. We had Christmas, you know. We had Christmas, and uh, we had to do Christmas and, and make sure that we weren't all too crazy for that. And uh, and somewhere in there we got the boxes packed, and then we had to move out. Some of, A few of you came to help us. Thank you. I could tell your backs are sore, you're stiff. I know that mine is. And then you got to clean up the place you're leaving because we've been, you know, we've been here in Indi- uh We came from Indiana. We've been here for three years. And um, we've been renting a house, and so it was time to move on in life and get established now that I realize the California housing market isn't too crazy. That was always a concern when I came. And uh, so we bought a house, and so that's all been good. But uh, we had to clean up the rental house, and then the landlord had the people that were moving in move in two days before we were supposed to be out. And so that really caused us some stress. Had to get going on with that, and then we had other kinds of things happening. I had a car lease in yesterday. I had to get turned in up at West Convena and then figure out how I'm going to keep driving without a car, and so made a decision on that, and then had the wedding last night. Josh did a great job officiating a wedding. I want you to know that. If you ever want somebody to do a wedding, Josh did a great job. He was not only the person who officiated the wedding, he was also the DJ and everybody else. I think he did about every job at that wedding, and wedding coordinator all that. That was good. Dance partner, yeah. Anyway, it was one of those blitz of a week. It was great for us. Uh, we, um, it's my sound here. I'm like echoing. Hello. Um, it's just great to have your family together. All six of us were together for the week. And being able to spend time, not just for the holidays, but spend time in a strategic change of life for us as a family. And uh, we've been blessed with this home that God's provided. I put my name on the list. Um, I should have done a mic check beforehand. That's how crazy of a week it's been. Um, is that um, we uh, put our name on a list, and this house came available, and it's like, uh, okay, so we build it, and God's provided a great place. And I want you to know, on behalf of my wife, Melissa, and I, we're planning on inviting everybody over to our house. The wood floors are getting put in this week. We had to do that post-buying it kind of deal. But we want to start being able to have some gatherings um, at our home that are sort of open to the church. And I just continue to build the family environment because, you know, as a smaller church, it's one of the things you really got going for you is just the family. And even though, and and if you're new here today, we're glad to have you here. Thanks for coming. Be a part of the family. We'd love to have you if that's what God's leading to do. But I always worry as a church grows that you sort of lose some of that dynamic. And so we really believe God gave us his home um, for ministry as much as for our family. And so we've been in this huge amount of transition this week to the point that I uh, came into this morning going, okay, God, I hope my focus is sustainable for me to be able to share with you. I am not preaching today a message necessarily, but I, I feel I want to share with you some thoughts and then have us open up and share with one another because um, it's a quaint time, first of the year, and just laid back, appreciate Shay and Joe just doing a casual acoustic set with keyboard this morning. But um, I want us to be real. 
I want us to be real people. I want us to be real in where we're at and where we want to be as individuals. I want us to be real with where we are in our community. Um, Life um, is too brief, and there's too many good things to enjoy for us to try to fake our way through. And uh, transparency, vulnerability is important. And I'm going to give you an opportunity for some of that today. Don't get too spooked, but uh, just to be able to open up and share. And just to share on my personal life in that. What I'd like to do uh, this morning is I want you to look at this picture, and I want you to um, give me a word that comes to your mind with this picture. Carefree. Okay. Beauty. Joyful, open, peaceful, rejoicing, trust, praise, freedom, renewal. I want my 2017 to be lived open and the word that comes to my mind um, initially with this picture is freedom and I want to read for you a passage it's sort of a heavy passage I got my old new American Standard Bible out today because that's how I remember uh, first coming across the passage and even when I memorized it Galatians 5 says this It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. You ever heard that verse? It is for freedom that Christ has set you and I free. So don't be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Look at your life. Are, I'm not, I, I know that you can have good years, bad years, circumstances up and down. Happens to all of us. But you were made to be free. Christ died on the cross. He was raised in the grave. You can have salvation through him for the purpose that you can be free. But does your life reflect a spirit of freedom? Or have you become encumbered, burdened again by a yoke of slavery, whether it's a sin or it's an escapist kind of thing in your life or overwhelmed with way too many agendas? Is your life descriptive of freedom? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Now, this is the Apostle Paul writing to a bunch of people who had become burdened by a bunch of religion. So sometimes you become burdened and enslaved by rules and rituals, and expectations. But Christ came to set you free. The forgiveness of sin, the power to live life, the joy of a life lived in Him, is that descriptive of who we are as individuals, as a church? And then I have to start with me. Carrie, am I living in that freedom? I'll just be honest with you today. Maybe it's because we moved into a house that finally owned. I guess. It's been a journey. 
And there's something that's been releasing in my spirit just the last couple of days as busy as I've been. It's like I feel like, okay, the transition of three years. <laughs> I know it seems weird for me to put it that way. Is, is maybe coming to a full closure now that I've got my family in a home and, and provided for and other kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, why do I sense myself uptight, worried, consumed, trying to put out this fire, trying to build this you know, apparatus, whatever it may be? And I'm not talking physical structures. I'm talking a lot of times relationships, ministry, all that is going on with that. And I realize that I sometimes have gotten away from my sense of freedom and my sense of joy. Uh, my um, oldest niece, surprisingly, she walked in the back here this morning, Jennifer. She's from San Diego. She moved down here before any of our family side moved down. And, um, I was known, there's 18 um, nieces and nephews in my side of the family. I was known as the fun uncle. And sometimes my kids now say to me, yeah, we hear you used to be the fun uncle. Why aren't you fun anymore? <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? And I'm like, why am I not fun anymore? I'm like, well, when I was the fun uncle, I was single. I didn't get married until I was 29. I was single. There's a lot of things happening. I can be fun. And then life just comes at you. More responsibilities. More bills to pay, right? More expectations. And you're like, why why is this happening to my inner spirit, my soul, that I walk in a state of burdenness more? And it's not a good burden. It's just sometimes burdenness, weariness. And the body aches more, trust me, from moving those stuff this week. And I'm like, yeah. And I know I don't need to go back and be the fun uncle when I was in my 20s. But there's something about my spirit of joy and my sense of freedom and life. And have I become encumbered again with a burden of slavery, some type of yoke, you know, that's placed on your neck, you're dragging around. And I just want to share with you, if you are in a place where you are not free, you're not experiencing joy, that you're not sailing as much as you should, I want to encourage you to consider that maybe 2017, God has a new path for you. It goes on and says this. I'll just read a little bit more scripture here in Galatians 5. For you were called to freedom, brother. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. In other words, Christ has set you free, but then you can start serving your own purposes, right? Or you can say, hey, I'm forgiven, I'm free, and then indulge in things that will take you into difficult and sometimes dark places. And then he uses one of the reasons I like the New American Standard because it uses this word called flesh. Flesh means the sinful part of you, the old self, the old nature, before Christ can come and change your life. It says, for the flesh sets its desire. I'm sorry, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit that dwells with you, if you're a believer in Christ, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh, which lead you to bondage and slavery. For the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, the burden of rules and rituals and religion. Yuck. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immortality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you 
that those who have practiced these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that is one scary list. Scary list. There's, there's, as I often say, G.K. Chesson said, there's many angles at which you can fall, but only one angle you can stand straight. There's all kinds of ways that we can fall into yokes of slavery, burdensome, sinful nature. I, it, I, I don't care. I don't care what your story is. God doesn't really care what your story is. It's common to all mankind, men and women and kids, is that we can fall in all kinds of ways to the flesh, this brokenness, this fallenness, but there's only one way to stand free, and that's to stand in Christ and who has made you and I to be. And that's where our freedom comes from. And then he says this, and you've heard this passage before, Galatians 5.22, but, so you got your sinful nature, right? But life in the spirit, Two different ways to go. Sinful nature, yuck. Life in the Spirit, whoo! Catch this list. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now that's a good list, isn't it? But that list comes from where? From the Spirit. And the Spirit dwells where if you're a follower of Jesus? Within you. So you don't have to go to Costco or Walmart or wherever to get the products off the shelf. The Spirit of God lives in you and I. And these things, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that is a part of your identity of who you are. But Satan and the adversary wants to encumber you with slavery, get you all balled up so you can't live like this. And be free. Twenty seventeen, may I live free, free, and I live free by living, not according to the sinful nature in the flesh, but according to the spirit. But you and I, we don't live according to the spirit if we're just running like this every day. And and, and we don't center ourselves in Christ. So. That's my passage. Now, I'm going to put some action steps to it for us. We're going to do a little exercise. I told you, I think, at Christmas Eve service that I had some homework for you. And so we're going to step into that homework to see if anybody happened to do their work. But most likely, you're on vacation, so you didn't do your work. So I understand. Just teasing. 2017, I want to say this. Change is possible, but focus is required. Change is possible, but focus is required. We hear about the New Year's resolutions. Normally, New Year's resolutions have to do with stopping something that is not good in your life. Like, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to be more disciplined in my diet, right? I'm going to work out more, right? I'm going to be more financially frugal, so I'm going to live according to a budget, all right? So you, you have a bunch of things you need to stop doing for your New Year's resolution, and then what normally happens? A few weeks later, you mess up, and then you do what? Oh, forget it. Just forget it, right? I don't want you to do a New Year's resolution this year. I want you to come up with a word for the year. That was your assignment. A word for the year. Some of you went, did he give that assignment? I don't remember that. 
a word for the year. And the reason I want you to have a word for the year is because the word for the year is looking forward. And it has to do with a process and transformation, all right, rather than just sort of stopping doing something. Because if, if you're like me, focusing on stopping to do something isn't highly motivating. But if I want to aspire, right, and see God work in my life, then that's a little bit more empowering for me. So in 2017, I want you to come up with a word for the whole year, and you're going to take this word and you're going to focus on it throughout, okay? Because change is possible, but focus is required. If you focus on it through the year, then you'll be drawn back to that, okay? So I'm going to help you with this exercise. Here we go, ready? I got this. This is my open. whether you did it or me. Step one, I want you to determine the kind of person you want to become. Step two, identify the characteristics of that person. And then step three, pick a word. Sound simple enough? So what this is, is I want you to look ahead. And to look ahead, maybe you're looking around too. Who is it that maybe models or exemplifies somebody you would like to aspire to, or there's just something about them. I like that. So determine the kind of person you want to become, but don't focus on who that person is because they got their falls too and uh, uh, everything else like all of us do. Focus on who you're maybe thinking God wants you to be, okay? And what kind of person would that individual be? All right. Now, as you begin to envision that, then I want you to identify characteristics of that person. You may have a plethora of them, 5, 10, 15, just characteristics of that kind of person that I would like to see myself become in Christ. But then, you can't do all 15 of those. That's, that's not focused, right? I want you to focus on one. One word that comes out of that list. Now, I know... You didn't have these instructions last week, and so this is sort of like a teacher saying, you know, going to give you a test, pop quiz test or something. It's been like that deal. And so I'm going to give you all a pass today, okay? So you don't have to come up with a word, all right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to come up with a word. But if you have a word, I'm going to have you share that word in a second. And then just give a little explanation why you picked that word. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if there'll be anybody who does it or not, but uh, that's what's coming. So, what is your word for the year? Not your New Year's resolution. What is your word for the year? Okay. Now here's some inspirational words. Okay. You can pick one of those words. I mean, those words from what? Grateful, surrender, courage, growth, fearless, trust, discipline, patience, right? Joy, confidence, uh, contentment, right? There's a bunch of words out there. So I want you to focus on a word for 2017. Here is a list of words. So now I'm going to tell you my word, and you, you would have guessed my word. Um, but if you have a word... You're going to share it, and that should not limit you, that list, all right? So here is my word. Where am I at? Whoops, I need to go back. Nope, there. Joy is my word. 
because I want to be the fun uncle again. You can be fun, but not have joy. I understand that. But for me, the idea of, okay, settled in. Church is going good. I'm excited about what God's doing through this place. I mean, we had had to move some of the church facility issues like we talked about this month. Other kind, I mean, all kinds of I sold my pool table this week. I was very excited for that. All kinds of things, you know. That whole Craigslist thing, that's a wild ride. But um, it, it just all these things I'm doing, 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 right? And I don't want to do, I want to be. I'm a human being, not a human doing. And I find myself caught up in that. Do you? And so then... In my human being, I want to be someone who is joy-filled. So I don't become the cranky old guy, you know? And I don't uh, just become indifferent to people, or I don't enjoy the present moments and where my kids are at and, and where my wife and I find ourselves in this season of life. I want to be filled with joy. And so when I put the word joy out there, what comes to my mind is this verse in Nehemiah 8.10. Do you know this verse? This, this needs to be something in your hip pocket. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. If I have this joy, then I know there's going to be some strength in my life uh, that's uncommon to me. And I need that strength. But if I focus on the strength, um, and I'm not talking physically working out, though that would be a good thing too for me this year. I want to focus on having the strength to be all that God's called me to be, to, to serve him in the places I need to serve him in my community and my family. I want the strength, but I'm not going to have the strength unless I have the joy. And the joy is tied together with my freedom, right? And, and knowing who I am in Christ. And so this is my word for this year. Carrie, you need to rediscover this sense of joy that somewhere got lost in the transitions of all of life in the last few years. And it's not that I don't carry a spirit of joy at times. It's just I've become burdened and scattered sometimes in some ways that I just don't care to be anymore. You know what I'm saying? Just joy. But here's the interesting thing about the joy deal. Am I moving this or I need it moved? Thank you. I should have checked my mic and my little remote. That's the weakest thing. Uh, Habakkuk 3.19 says this. The sovereign Lord is my strength. So it's not like, oh, i got to grab joy. Joy itself, that product is going to get me strength. What I need to grab a hold of is the sovereign Lord and what he's doing in the world and in my life and my family. And the sovereign Lord is my strength. And I can give background to both these little simple texts here. But the sovereign Lord is my strength. But the joy of the Lord is my strength because joy comes from, next slide, oh, that's what it, it, it talks about this other thing. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer enables me to go on heights. It's that whole sense of freedom and power. I love that verse on Habakkuk. Next verse. Jesus himself said this in John 15. He said what? This is him going to the cross, knowing everything is going to happen, cross resurrection. He says, I have spoken these things to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So 
the joy that I need to have for my strength in life is not joy itself. It's the sovereign Lord because the sovereign Lord has joy that he wants to give me. He's told me, Jesus himself, my joy may be in you, that your joy is complete to move forward. How beautiful is that? So, my focus, my word, is joy. What do I do with that word? I need joy, 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 joy. My sister's named Joy. That's why I think everyone needs joy, joy, joy. Uh, Or that old uh, uh, church song, I got the joy, 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 joy down. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Some of you, yeah. Joe, we're not doing that next week. Okay. Um, Is that when I think of joy, I want to think of my Savior Jesus. Because it's His Spirit that dwells within me. And Jesus carried Himself not in a state of frenzy or worry. He carried burdens for people without question. But His joy is what I want. And so if I want joy then I want more of Jesus. That's why the Apostle Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and fellowship of sharing his sufferings, becoming like him in death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've obtained this or already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Why was Paul consumed that way? He wanted more of Jesus. And so more of Jesus gives me more of his spirit. And that spirit, choosing to live that way rather than in the flesh, I have joy. And so the joy I have is not a commodity that dissipates. It's that which is part of the sovereign Lord's character himself. And so for 2017, I want to know Christ. And I want to know Christ because Christ has joy. And I know that if I have joy, I will have strength to become all that God called me to be. So one thing sort of plays itself into another, but I need to have focus. And my word is joy. There. I did my assignment for this week in the midst of everything else. I want you to do your assignment if you have a chance. If I can go to the next slide. The fuller context, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and live in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, that you love each other just as I've loved you. Greater love has no one than this. One lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. This joy word is not a word just for me to have a happy-go-fun life in 2017. I believe as leader and pastor of this church, it's an important word. Because we need, we need to love one another. And it begins with me. My joy is to love others. It's a product. I want us to be a great, loving church. We've all had full weeks. I want us to share a word, if you have the word today. If not, that's fine. I was going to break us into some prayer circles, but I don't know. Maybe I still will. Let me see how the word goes for you. 
because I don't want to cut short maybe something that God has put on your heart or a word for the day, I mean a word for the year. For me, I got up this morning. I looked out my new house, and this is my view. Put my name on the list two years ago. They called me in June, said I had 24 hours to decide if I wanted this lot. I said, I'll take it because it doesn't have a California brick wall in the back. I grew up in a lot of acreage on a large grain farm. I, ex I experienced God in nature. Probably should take up rock climbing or something or surfing back then. But to see the expanse, to see the sunrise, to be able to get up, look out my window to the east, say, dawning of a new day, Lord, may today my life be filled with joy because I want to find my freedom in you. May I steward the home well for my family and for my church family and for the neighborhood that God's calling me to reach. Joy. Do any of you have a word today? You'd just like to stand up? Just say your name. What's the word? couple sentences as to why that's your word. Your name. Reduce that down to one word for next week. Very good, Janelle. Thank you. You get an A. And I don't even know what your word is. <laughs> Good. It's a good word. Restore. Good.
two daddies. That's great. Good, good. GJ. Hey, happy new year, everybody. So if I call you loser this year, it won't be offensive. Uh, Rob. So I kind of have two. So my name's Rob. Uh, I have a few words, but you just touched on one of them, and that's duty. And I feel a sense of being a duty, and it has a lot to do with what you're talking about. I see myself just increasing sense of more and more responsibility as a, a senior pastor in the church home in Hillsboro, and, and again, I did not respond. But... <laughs> We need to hang out together, Rob. I've, I've had to analyze that and really think, I think that's kind of doing it for the same reason. Mm. I think I just need permission to feel released and all the things that my dad said, to just really take a look at it and say, yes, I have a job to do, yes, I have this to take care of, you know, and so forth, but also just give yourself permission for money mm. and just actually make it an item on your agenda as a pastor. And in other words, to the principles and to the perspectives of the characteristics of the person that you want to be.
note that release word, something focused that pulls you through the year that brings about the process of continued transformation. Troy. tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to let you carry that assignment to next week, and we'll give some time next week for you to share a word. Now, if you got a sentence or a verse, I want you down to a word, all right? This has been good, because I tell you what happens in this kind of sharing. The people in this room and the people that are not able to be here today because of travel for the holidays or because of the late night, we can start to look past people and just have these 
little acquaintances in church. Like, oh, how you doing? Happy New Year. That kind of, but we don't really know one another. And so just a little snippet of a word helps us begin to identify person to person, the transparency. Our world, as you mentioned about the kind thing, our world is in desperate need, not just of kind people, but transparent, genuine people. And I want this body to continue to be built on genuine, transparent people. But we own that. So grab your word, come and be genuine and transparent next week, and we'll have a little bit of sharing time. I always like to begin the new year as a church body with prayer. And I didn't know if we'd have time to break in and do some prayer today or what. But I did know that I wanted to speak on prayer next week. We're going to speak on prayer next week for us to be a praying body. Prayer moves the hand of God. What does it mean for us to really be seeking God, praying not only in individual lives, praying as a body? But I do want us to close with a prayer time. It's the first Sunday of the month, and we take opportunity for that. We move communion. We moved it to next week. Um, is to pray for people who need a physical touch of healing today. And maybe it's not a physical touch, but it's an emotional touch. Maybe they're scarring some other things. I like the idea of joy oil. Amen. And James 5, it says, if anybody's sick, to bring together spiritual leaders or spiritually minded people to church and anoint a person with oil symbolically that um, this anointing representing the Holy Spirit is being able to touch and heal. And we want to be a church that's about seeing transformation, even miraculous transformation in the areas of healing, physically and emotionally. And James says the prayer offered in faith can make this sick person well. So we're going to close with a song. During that song, uh, the ushers will come to receive your tithes and offerings or act of worship for the year, um, as well as any connection cards. And there's several who are new here this morning. Thanks for being a part of things. We'd love to get to know you more and have you consider uh, the awakening being in your home church. But um, the ushers will come. We're going to sing this song called The Awakening, which I think is appropriate. Right, Joe? Yeah. And um, while we're singing this song, the front rows are open. If you would like to be prayed for before you leave today for a physical or emotional healing touch, or maybe there's somebody that you are praying for a lot and they need a physical touch. Jesus still heals because Jesus is so powerful. And you can come and just represent them. And somebody can pray on you on behalf of that person that you've been praying for. Okay? So we're going to stand and we're going to sing this song. As we stand and sing this song, um, I want you to be able to come and just fill these rows. And the prayer team will come and pray with you as we then finish out and dismiss. Um, this this month um, we're going to kick off a, a series in Nehemiah middle part of the month and with that our small groups our life groups are going to be uh, journeying with it as well as you begin to schedule your time as Troy said schedule time to be in the presence of God with other people. To be transparent and genuine. None of us have our act together. I know it's scary sometimes. 
but I'd love to see everybody that's a part of a church on a Sunday morning to be in a life group. And um, we'll be journeying through this life of Nehemiah and the purpose and dimensions he had in his life and how that applies to us. So think about doing that. One of the special life groups is actually an on-ramp to life groups, and that is uh, our Rooted ministry. And uh, Rooted, in fact, I had to smile. GJ over here, Troy, Ed, um, they were in Rooted this last journey that we had. It's a 10-week run of how to become more rooted in Christ. And it's been transformational to some people in this church. We'll get some testimonies of that next week, too. But Rooted's going to begin the middle of the month as well. If you'd like to be a part of Rooted or know more about Rooted, just write the word Rooted on the back of your connection card because we've got to launch the next 10 weeks of Rooted pretty quick here this month. And I know a lot of our focus isn't quite there for the year yet. So I just want to highlight that, that Life Groups Rooted, it's there. We want to be a church that's fully alive in Christ and to his mission. That's why we're called the Awakening. And so as we sing this...